Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents The Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Ale Hop Brewery Tours, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food, and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Welcome, Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment lovers. While not everybody wants to imitate Elvis, many local musicians enjoy that thrill of performing, much like Elvis would have. That's why Zon Tran has put together the Everybody is Elvis concert, coming up Saturday the 8th. He gives us the rundown in a few minutes. Then Graham Wrightson joins the show to talk about a new community theater group that he's organizing called Sioux Falls Savoy. He's a big Gilbert and Sullivan fan, and it's a very unique concept as to how his community theater is going to run. Plus, we'll tell you who gets this week's honorable mention, as well as draw for this another week's winner of Pizza with a Podcaster. But first, let's pop the cork on this bubbly little show. Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve. Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner, it's here! So long, hump day in your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty, we can't wait for Friday. So a day early, we start the party. Lift them up high, whatever mug, flute, wine glass of any sort, or a coffee mug. Something that you're having whatever you would like to drink in. Regardless, put them up and salute and toast to Augustana University's Art Department. Congratulations on them. It's accreditation now by the National Association of Schools of Art and Design. Congrats, you Augie Doggies that like to paint, design, make stuff, whatever. Way to go. The Weekend Eve Toast has been brought to you by Ale Hop Brewery Tours. Let Jason get you there so you can indulge without the responsibility. Yeah, that's the best way to travel, isn't it? You'll get to do so in a really cool little van, by the way. But, you know, James on Facebook also went on to compliment Ale Hop on their knowledge of the local craft beer scene. No matter what brewery in Sioux Falls is your favorite, also a distillery on that uh, list, Ale Hop Brewery Tours gets you and your friends there. All you have to do, enjoy the beverages. Book your private tours at alehopbrewerytours.com. Already out and about on a weekend? Well, then hop on a public tour. For more info, call 605-777-2183. That is 605-777-2183. Ale Hot Brewery Tours, where micro-fans meet micro-brews. It's time to pick a lucky winner of Pizza with a Podcaster. Everyone that follows the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook, you are automatically entered. By the way, that includes Instagram as well. The two are tied together by Meta. 
And we draw one name each week, and this week, Michaela Larkin wins a pizza from Sonny's Pizzeria. Congratulations, Michaela. We'll be in touch to get you all set up for some jowl-dropping, show-stopping thin crust pizza. Pizza with the Podcaster is brought to you by Sonny's Pizzeria, right across from USF at 26th and Waltz, and Sonny's at 81 on South Phillips. Check out the very fun and incredibly flavorful menu at sonnyspizzeria.com. All right, what is making Dave smile, laugh, guffaw, chuckle, chortle, slap his knee silly? Well, this week, it's going to be Supercon. It's coming up this Friday through Sunday at the Convention Center. This is a big deal if you've not uh, been aware of it. It's been going on for a few years now. There's going to be lots of cosplay. There's going to be vendor booths, a panel, not a panel, but lots of panels with guest stars, professional wrestling, burlesque. In fact, yours truly will be moderating a panel with Supernatural star Jim Beaver, who plays Bobby Singer in that series. That's at uh, 1 o'clock on Saturday if you'd like to come out and catch me moderating that panel. Also, convention is drawing people from as far away as Atlanta, Seattle, people are driving in from New Mexico, New Mexican, New Mexico and Colorado. Lots of fun stuff that's going to take place. So get out to cosplay and everything else that's involved in Supercon this weekend. Coming up later in the show, we're going to talk to Graham Wrightson about his new community theater group called Sioux Falls Savoy with its very unique concept. But up next, everybody's Elvis concert coming up Saturday the 8th, and Zon Tran's going to take us through all the details about it next on the Dave Holly Hour. Helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does while supplying high-quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident. Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th. Sure, they have darts, and you've heard me talk about how ruggedly handsome the trivia host is, but all caps FUN never stops at the Sky Lounge and Tea. And fun is best had with your friends enjoying live entertainment, as in live and local. Yeah, the Sky Lounge believes in giving you the best bands, solo artists, and comedians from the area. The Neo Johnsons, Elizabeth Hunstead, Skylar Volks, as well as many others. And a great staff will make sure you enjoy your fun at the Sky Lounge in T-South Dakota. The Dave Holly Hour, like eavesdropping on a great conversation between two very interesting people. Welcome, everybody. Oh, yes, I'm going to say it because it's become the trademark now. It's always a pleasure to talk. Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment and have great conversations with returning guests and in this case a brand new guest. He is going to be very busy. Well, he's busy anyway with everything that he's involved in, but he's going to be very busy coming up on Saturday, October 8th at 7 p.m. because he's one of the guys that's uh, really put things together for 
Everybody's Elvis. Zontran, how are you? I'm doing good, Dave. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thanks, thanks for thanks, joining us. Thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it. Oh, my my pleasure, indeed. And uh, what's so great about this is we're here down at uh, Our Wine Bar, and we record on Mondays, typically, for the podcast that comes out on Thursday morning. And uh, if you hear a lot of noise in the background, you know what? We're all for it. Because <laughs> that means that Our Wine, a local business, is doing well and they're packed to the gills it used to be kind of a slow night but not anymore every night of the week this place is hopping kind of like you yeah well you, you know you're, I usually, you're hopping from one I thing usually, to another uh, uh, <laughs> i usually look like away from my wife when i'm talking but this is going to teach me how to <laughs> look right at your mouth when you're talking with me this is busy like, this yeah, place hopping busy and it's loud out there <laughs> <laughs> no, Thankfully, it's great. modern technology will tone down some of it when we produce yeah. it and edit and so forth. But uh, So tell us about uh, the Everybody's Elvis event that's coming up next Saturday, the 8th. How did this all get started? And I know it's going to benefit two different organizations, correct? Yeah, you know, uh, boy, I can't believe it's coming up already. But we, uh, we have the program on October 8th, and it's for uh, the Midwest Honor Flight. And initially, it started out as uh, an event for Midwest Honor Flight. But then, you know, they were real generous and said, you know, thanks for helping us. Who who do you work for? <laughs> and uh, I said, well, I work for Sanford. And, you know, we also have like a CMN right. Cure Kids Cancer program. So, so you know, they're going to donate part of that to that. So it's going to be for both the organization, which is really nice. Yeah. And uh, so I'm, I'm really excited about that. We we did this once before about, oh, we did this maybe before the pandemic, maybe mm-hmm. four years ago. And uh, we did that at the Active Generation Center, and it was a pack house. It was a lot of fun. We had a we had about, I think, maybe 14 to 15 people, you know, mo- mostly local um, entertainers right. who are real talented. A lot of them are South Dakota Hall of Famers and, and so on. So uh, when they, when I heard about the opportunity to do this for the Midwest Honor Flight, I said, yeah, I'd see if I can get some of the same folks. And uh, turns out I'm getting, I have to turn down people. Wow. <laughs> yeah. What a nice position to be in. Huh? I know it. It's fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I see that, you know, you just mentioned uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Famers from South Dakota. John Mogan, who yep. just got the Lifetime Achievement Award, yep. is yeah. uh, on the, uh, the top billet for this. And uh, he's... He's just one of the most difficult guys to work with in the world. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Said Mr. Sarcasm. I, I would have to agree to disagree. <laughs> no, yeah, he's that, fantastic. That, that great. Yeah, he does a lot for the community. And, and you know, he he's just one of those guys that makes the community better. And uh, honestly, he's like one of my, uh, oh, how do I say this? Really, somebody I look up to right. uh, to help Sioux Falls to thrive. I mean, he, he does a lot more than what you see. Uh, he's, he's kind of a behind the ground, behind the back kind of guy and up front yeah. kind of, I mean, he just, that's all he's about. So that I love him. Yep. I love him. I do too. And in fact, uh, when I was at Tekelo AM years ago and uh, my on-air partner at that time was Susan Malone and he wrote a little ditty for his Patrick Henry kids to sing of the Dave and Susan show theme. It was awesome. And we just had a, a blast with that. And he has a blast. You can tell. Anytime he's up on stage, and uh, as we kind of take down uh, or, or look down at uh, the list of all the performers, a name that popped out to me was Beckett Moppet. 
Oh, yeah. Because yeah. the first time that I saw Beckett Moffat was at John Mogan's house oh, really? during the pandemic. Oh, that's fantastic. Having an outdoor concert. Yeah, yeah. And he let him play about the three songs, and everybody's like, oh, my Lord, where did this kid come from? <laughs> yeah, and the kid's it is, incredible. It ends up that uh, I know his father oh, yeah? uh, quite well. Because well we, Bill, right? William yeah. or Bill? Yeah. yeah and uh, and I know his uncle even better. His uncle oh, and I are very right? good friends. Jesse, who is an entertainer. He's wow. a magician and a hypnotist. And so it's like... This kid is what? Like, I think at that time, yeah, was he 15? Yeah. Maybe he's 17 now? Or, or no, 13, no, I think 15? he's only 13. I think he's Still only 13. Yeah, he's, oh, a, wow. he's a little guy. But now he's <laughs> learned He's learned to play the guitar behind his back, above his head. You know, he's getting ready to lick things. He's ready to set on fire pretty soon. <laughs> he was playing at, uh, I think it was the State Fair with um, John Mogan. And also, uh, I always forget his name. But anyway, he's a... Um, Country Music Hall of Famer. Oh, man. oh Sherwin? Yeah. Sherwin he Lane? played with Sherwin. Yeah. And uh, I had talked to Sherwin out at the um, Sioux Empire Fair. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sherwin said he was going to have him again. And, and sure enough, they and they love him because, you know, he yeah. he's kind of a rare. He plays like honky-tonk music for a kid. True. Which, you know, yeah. even adults don't listen to honky-tonk music, <laughs> you know. So that's why I think his parents are guiding him the right way because those kind of music um, really get you – to listen to the lyrics, you know, back in the True. old days, it's all about telling the story. So, he, and he's going to be a good writer someday if he ever decides to, you know, be a, a writer, Beckett. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to, he's doing a, a couple of songs, he's doing a solo. So he's practicing for us and uh, yeah, this, it's going to be great. We, all right, we can't where's this taking him. place, by the way? What's that? Where is this taking place? What's our venue? Um, it's going to be at the Sanford uh, Event Barn, which is up north there, I think, by the old Hutchinson building. Okay. Yeah. You know, right by, I think, if you know where Dakota Kitchen and Bath is, Yes. it's yeah. kind of right right next to there. Yeah. You, you won't miss it. And it's beautiful because, um, you know, they, they got that place, and they haven't had a lot of events there. So this is kind of one of the first, uh, you know, community fundraiser event you know, uh, entertainment event there. So I'm looking forward to that. Very yeah, much. and I, I just think it's a blast. I saw it, and it's like, wow. And then I, it's like, okay, got to get in touch with Zon and have him on to, to talk yeah. about this and promote it a little bit, to, but also just to talk about the nature of, you know, uh, music in the Sioux Empire. Oh, and, yeah. And how much it just continues to explode. And, you know, typically when you have an explosion, you know, then there's going to be all this stuff off to the side that's not so palatable, but... I don't know of anybody that's not talented that's in the music industry in this town. Right. You know, and, and that's a nice thing about it. But um, the negative thing about it that I'm trying to change mm-hmm. is that musicians in Sioux Falls, and, and I'm not a real, like, full-time musician or entertainer. You know, I work full-time as a physical right. therapist, so I do it because I love it, but... I fight for all the musicians because years and years ago, if you remember back in the days with the pomp room, <laughs> bands would get, you know, $1,400 to $1,600 a night to play, and they'd pack the house and, you know, the places would sell beer and food. Well, now people are practicing and they're investing in better gears right. and they're, you know, they actually can read music and they're getting like $75 to $100 a gig. Right. And, you know, and that's probably nice and good, but for them to really invest their time and do a good job, I think they deserve so much more. So um, I also participate with the Levitt, and I'm on one of their committee. It's called the Community Outreach, 
where you know we we tell the people to come down and 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 see the artist and i think that's the only place i swear in this whole midwest where you can have somebody sit down and listen to a whole album that they've never heard before <laughs> you know very true <laughs> otherwise nowadays everybody buys the top hits for a buck yeah. two bucks or if they stream music they just stream whatever so it's so nice that the levitt has this platform where artists can play all original stuff and yet you get like 70 year olds to 14 year olds to sit down and they'll listen to the whole album and they didn't realize they just listened <laughs> to the whole album you know but they would never do that at home exactly you know people don't do that yeah. anymore you know what i, I love just uh, in in the past few minutes you brought up the word invest twice uh and and especially love the fact that you said invest in the time in it but also uh the gear and so forth you know it and I think about just, you know, this little podcast that I have, uh, you know, these mic stands for 25 to 50 bucks, the microphones, uh, right. 50 to 100, the cables, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and, you know, I, I've got small pittance compared to what uh, everybody else does when they move in, you know, have the hall uh, and the setup. And, you know, so first of all, you know, you've got the expenses they put into everything. Uh, you have the time and talent. And don't forget that. They didn't just, you know, rehearse for a couple of hours before this particular show. While that may be true that they did a couple nights before, they've been rehearsing for years and years and years to, yep. to be to this point. Yep. And people forget that talent needs to be rewarded as yep. well. And uh, so I'm, I'm glad that you're advocating for that. You know, I don't think they even need to be rewarded. They just have to look at, you know, uh, <laughs> I have... I, now, this is not a negative thing, okay? So I had somebody, <laughs> like electrician or a plumber, or I mean, so come over to my house, 15 minutes, you know, and the bills are like four or 500 bucks. Exactly. You know, no joking. Those are the real thing. So I think for Sioux Falls to thrive in the entertainment uh, areas and arts as well, I think we have to look and, and really uh, pay these individuals and support them, you know, maybe through advertising or sponsorships. And those are some of the things I'm trying to teach even some of the younger entertainers. Hey, sometimes you can can get uh, folks to sponsor you and go to facilities and play. So that way you can make up for it, you know, because a lot of places they don't like to invest in arts and entertainment <laughs> or, or any sort of thing just because, you know, they don't have the dollars themselves. And they don't see the benefit of that. So you kind of have to give them an opportunity first. And then once they, oh, man, that's really nice. Then maybe that will open the door for you. So, right. you know, trying to teach these guys. Yeah. So really, I love to invest time in, you know, talking to a lot of the artists. Or, like, we'd go and set up. You know, I, I always make all of these guys play with me. I say, don't bring anything. I'll set everything up for you. Just bring your guitar. Bring your piano. So that way, because their time is so valuable for they can spend with their families. Because, you know, these musicians, they're gone. If you a think lot. about playing at a yeah. bar, a typical <laughs> bar starts about 9, 10 o'clock. You play till 2 o'clock, and then you tear down. Tear down. And you got to get in a car. Most of these guys travel. Like John Mogan, man, he goes all over the place. So people don't realize the loneliness of and spending all that money traveling and time sitting in the car driving and and maybe even put yourself at risk when this weather's bad. So there's just a lot of things that that's why I think they deserve to be treated right. And, and so that's, you know, I hope 
10, 20 years from now, We'll be kind of like uh, a Remember meanie. Remember when we had that conversation? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We'd be kind of like a meanie Austin, Texas, or a meanie, um, you know, uh, Memphis, or a meanie, uh, you know, uh, Music City, USA, yeah. you know, in Tennessee. That would be fantastic. Well, you know, see, that's the thing. I, we have the talent for it. There is Lots. no doubt about that. In fact, yeah. uh, Sarah Crosby uh, from uh, Dakota Academy of Performing Arts, she started that 20 years ago, uh, and I was involved with it for a couple of years and she has always said that everybody in Sioux Falls is as talented as everybody in Hollywood and New York it's just about opportunities and that's why she wanted to do something to start building up opportunities and uh, you know I was uh, I can't remember which guest it was recently talking about uh, the acting community and that you know if you went to USF or Augie, and got a theater degree 15, 20 years ago, eh, nice, but you were probably going to have to head someplace else, Chicago, New York, Los Angeles. You weren't going to be getting a job in this area. Now they are. That's right. Everything has opened up, and let's, can, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on this. I'll, I'll advocate alongside with you, you know, I to get this going. We have, what, two really good organizations locally for the theaters, right? We have the newer yeah. one, which is, is it Lights Up? Well, we have that. Brent. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then and then the, the other, uh, is it Premier the Premier? Premier Playhouse. Playhouse. Yeah, you know, and I was talking to Brent, and man, that guy, he's nuts. He's got, <laughs> he's got so much like so much time invested in what he's doing. And I, I went to the passion, uh, last Christmas. Wow. That was just incredible. How many people he's directing and, and doing not, True. and not only that, but he works really hard with everybody else on lights and sounds yeah. and all that. And, and the, and I'm sure the premier playhouse does the same. They put in a lot, a lot of time, and That's many of them are doing it for volunteer basis. Yeah, and uh, then you you take a look at uh, Worthing with uh, Old Town, uh, and then you got Mighty Course and Arts Players. Yeah, uh, and there's all these other small groups that are popping up. And now, in, as you mentioned that uh, coming up right after you on this show, uh, we're going to be speaking uh, with uh, Graham from the new Savoy Theater, oh, Sioux really? Falls Savoy Theater, another. Wow. Uh, community theater project that's, that's getting underway. So, so much to take in. You know, I, I hate it when people say that, oh, I'm bored. <laughs> How can you be? Uh, take a look at Facebook. You're going to yeah. have at least 10 items you could choose from to take part in. And that's yeah. just one day. That's not the whole weekend. That's just like a Friday, maybe even a Thursday or something. You uh, know, my, so, my dream is to have, let's say the Levitt ends in September. And then theaters and plays, let's do the same with that during the winter where you can go into a theater. I mean, somebody got to step up. I know Mayor Ten Haken, he'd be for something like that if, if somebody would be in the leadership role. And that is just to get the plays and the theaters and, and, you know, comedies, all of that going during the winter months, you know, to support all of these businesses and, of course, to make those things thrive. But. That would be incredible if they just push that, just like they do at the Levitt. Man, that Levitt is incredible. Amazing. You just, you just can't believe it. You know? We're blessed to have that. Yeah. And, and you know, know it, it's uh, the smallest city to have a Levitt in the right. U.S. And uh, I, think I think they have, what, nine or ten? Yeah. yeah and, we're and the smallest. Per yeah. capita, we blow everybody else away. 
yeah. in terms of the attendance. Yeah, so Jen, Jen Kirby and her husband, uh, I went to school, high school with them, but I, I did not remember Jen a lot. In fact, I was calling her somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I was kind of lost in high school. I went to Sioux Falls Lincoln, uh, graduated in 88, and I was kind of I was kind of lost in high school, you know. <laughs> you, you weren't into all of this, you know, culture awareness for your city. And as I came back about 99, um, after I made my profession in physical therapy and came back and worked for my current employee, which is Sanford, then I started to work and, and, and invest my time in my city. And I noticed it's starting to get better. And I just came in at the right time, you know, because mm -hmm. I remember if you remember in 1993 or 92 is when we were voted the number one city to live, little one recall, in America. Yeah. And I was hearing it from all of my relatives all over the country, you know, and I said, boy, that's interesting. You know, and at the time I was in Berking, South Dakota, I had my, a physical therapy clinic. I had owned one up there. And uh, I said, boy, that's a good opportunity for me to come back. So so I came back uh in 99 and uh you know since then it's just been up and up and up and up you know mm -hmm. i remember going down to the um false park back in the old days back in you know 80 to 88 <laughs> when it was part of the industrial yeah. era yeah nobody i mean my parents didn't want me to go down yeah. there so that but now not... it's like wow it's packed with people all the time especially uh out of town folks you know during the summer mm -hmm. and of course they got like I look at their, um, is it 25, 35, 45 year plan out? I mean, yeah. they're going to have all kinds of stuff. You know, that's that's really great for Sioux Falls. Yeah, we got a lot of things going. That is, yeah. that is for sure. Uh, and of course, you got things going all the time. But let's talk about you and music. Sure. What, what sure. got you interested in it? Oh, man. So <laughs> now, right now, I'm playing uh, uh, a lot of country, honky tonk, um, some rock, and, you know, we, my family was always into music in Vietnam. We grew mm -hmm. up in Vietnam, and I remember during the war, uh, there was a lot of military men. They would jam with the Vietnamese by my house. But the thing was, they didn't, you know, like CCR was, I mean, on the radio in Vietnam all the time. <laughs> uh, the Eagles was in Vietnam all the time. Santana was on the radio. Uh -huh. all the time. So these are all like hardcore guitar riffs, you know. So the American... Uh, GIs would would jam with the Vietnamese guy, but they couldn't speak the language. So how they would jam together uh, is they would just say, um, "Well, let's just jam, jam." So so the guys would play the riffs, and the Vietnamese guys would play the drum. And there's no beginning and there's no end, but somehow they they were able to teach each other to jam. And so I I grew up listening to some of those, you know. Uh, what is that that Robin Williams in? Uh, good morning, uh, Vietnam. Good morning, yeah. Vietnam. So, you know, on the airwave, they play a lot of American, British music. Mm -hmm. So we pra practically grew up, you know, they keep re repeating the 60s music, you know, all the way through the 60s during the Vietnam War and then the 70s. So when I came to Sioux Falls, uh, I fell right smack into that uh, hairband business. <laughs> so I wouldn't be caught dead listening to any country music because my friends who I hang out with, you know, Phil Anderson and Wade and John and all them guys, they, they'd kill me if they knew. <laughs> so, you know, we stuck with the hard rock and the hair bands of Van Halen's and Metallica. And then when I got to college, started playing the guitar. And next thing you know, come back to Sioux Falls. Uh, I worked 
a lot of nursing home in physical therapy. And what I notice is, man, these guys, nobody spend time with them because, well, they're in the nursing home, right? So their families are somewhere else in the world. And so I notice every time there's a country music singer or a guitar player that would come in there, their eyes would just, and they can sing to every word. So I, I started learning a couple of, you know, old honky-tonk Hank Williams songs. And then I recruited a couple of friends of mine that could play country music. So we started playing at some of these nursing homes, and that's how I fell in love with country music and more, more mostly honky-tonk music, you know, stuff that has really good lyrics. Yeah. And then I met this guy in Sioux Falls. His name is um, Ron Alley. Have you heard of that name? I've heard of Ron, yeah. Yeah. So Ron and his family are like huge country music family. His mom, Barb, is like legendary around yeah. here, you know. But Ron used to play, and his brother, Dak, used to play, uh, I think, in uh, Nashville. You know, they had like their band. They were traveling, play with big time. So he's probably like flying under the radar, but he's one of the best like musical genius in Sioux Falls. That he's playing every weekend country music. So I met him and... Next thing you know, I'm playing country all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so so now I still, you know, do my rock things and sometimes even heavy metal thing, but uh, mostly country and honky-tonk and, you know, still throw in the Beatles and the Eagles here every now and then. But uh, the guys that hang out, actually, they do everything, as you can see from that list. You yeah, know, we have two true. people. I don't know if you, you have the updated one, but we have uh, Alan and Jill. Kirkham, they're uh, um, South Dakota Country Music Hall of Fame from Rapid City. They live in uh, Custer, so they're going to be over, and they'll do some songs. And then I've got Kimberly Meyer, who so played bad. for President yeah. Trump, you know, over at the uh, um, at Fourth of July. I think they were on the 147th Army Band. I got three of them guys playing, <laughs> you know. Jordan Hoffman's well, playing. As and, well, and then speaking of people that were in military and, and played in bands, Chuck Case. That's right. Drummer, yeah, he, he was also in he's the gonna be, 147 right. Army Band as and well. And then uh, he is going to be playing Surf and Safari. Is one of the groups. Yep, they're the house band. So we're adding uh, saxophone player Chris Borchard. He's okay. incredible. I think he's played he here many played here, times. Yeah. And then uh, Jordan Hoffman, who's on a 147 Army Band as well. So man, they, we they got a pretty loaded uh, house band that we, we we can't wait to hear them guys. And, uh, yeah, we'll play all of Elvis's. I think he had 40 top hits, if I remember, either top 10 or even, like, a lot of number ones. So we're trying to, you know, get some of those songs out for, for the folks to listen to. So we're we're excited to uh, play his catalog. Very yeah. excited. Look, looking forward to it. It should be a, a great time. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, again, at the uh, Sanford Events Barn. Yep. Yeah. It's uh, out north. Yep. <laughs> uh, look up the address, Google it or whatever, and it, you'll get there. Oh, uh, yeah. That's all you have to do anymore. Uh, and this is coming up Saturday, October 8th, 7 p.m. And you got to be expecting a pretty good-sized crowd. Yeah, you know, uh, so Midwest Honor Flight is organizing all of this, so I haven't really talked to them, but they're planning also to do, like, some silent auctioning. they got a food truck coming so people can eat, and I think there's uh, they'll serve drinks as well. So And it's going to be like a 50s dance as well after the Elvis show. So it's pretty loaded uh, program. So and uh, we got uh, a, a couple of people from their, I believe they're the Hired Guns production, and they're going to do the sound and lights. 
so that'll be uh that'll be fun to they got all the dancing light the spinning lights and all that stuff <laughs> giving it some uh production value yeah yeah we're, like you say, know huh? we're gonna go all out for this one it'll be a lot of fun <laughs> All right. I always like to end with a couple of questions. Yeah. Uh, and uh, sometimes it only ends up being one. The first question is, when you're not involved in entertainment, what do you like to be entertained by? Ooh. Oh, that's a good question. You know, uh, so my wife and I love to watch uh, crazy Korean flicks. <laughs> you know, like. So what's what's the go to? Crazy oh Korean God. flick. Is it, there, is oh, there it one? would have to be that crazy bloodbath thing <laughs> called the Squid Game. <laughs> we cleaned that thing in like one day. Her and I sat down and watched that. And uh, it's just hysterical, you know. I will have to put that on the yeah, list. Yeah, it's just oh, you. I don't know if you. I don't know if you'd be turned on by that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Trust I'm always me. interested in what other people are. Yeah, in, you know, and I always uh, give things a fair shake. Yeah, any, any Korean flicks, but. Uh, if you have the time, you can do the Korean soap opera, and that, that tends to last a little bit longer. But nowadays, everybody is it, binges. Is, is it subtitled? Um, yeah, I think they're most, you know, we actually hate the translations versions because they're a little off. Yeah, not only they're <laughs> off, but I think they're just, you know, it's, it's not the mother tongue per se. Right. Like, I want to hear somebody swearing. You know, they want to swear. <laughs> I want to hear him swear, and I can read the subtitle. But when I, when I hear um, English-speaking people who can't speak English trying to, you know, do the dialogue, oh, it's terrible. It makes the value of the movie or the soap opera you watch. So yeah, no, I I would do the original if you could. <laughs> All right, so so that's your your binge when it comes to other entertainment. Uh, what about uh, other hobbies? Hobbies. So. Um, I just started gardening, so I must be getting old because my wife and I, I mean, we're, we're doing flowers and we're doing, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. And stuff like that, I used to say, God, I would never be caught dead <laughs> doing stuff like that. But now I'm trimming and, I'm, I mean, I'm picking up weeds and I'm doing all these crazy stuff in the garden and it's very relaxing. And are you also one of those, uh, you know, because you are involved in music. And I'm guilty of this, uh, what's called gas, gear acquisition syndrome. But do you have an acquisition of tools, gardening tools, and so forth? <laughs> like, oh, got to go get a new you home, got to go get a new rake. So, so my acquisition is really easy. So my mom uh, is a real big gardener, okay? And so she has every tool that I used to say, Mom, you only need one thing. But she has like 10 things. So now I understand why she has 10 <laughs> things. So I just go after her pot. <laughs> All right. Zod Tran, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, you so much for spending some time with you us. Bet. And uh, looking forward to next Saturday, October 8th, 7 p.m., Everybody's Elvis with a huge list of great performers. Thank that you so much, Dave. I appreciate your time. Oh, thank you, sir. And we'll be back with more of the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Comedy magician and hypnotist Jesse Moffitt's right. He can't play the piano, but he can sure entertain crowds with his amazing magic and clever quips. His shows always make the participants the stars, especially when they've fallen asleep on stage. Uh, I mean, they've been hypnotized. Are you the party planner in your group? Then you owe it to your group to make the event magical, even if it puts you to sleep. Here's how. 
For booking information, go to Jesse Moffat Entertainment on Facebook. That's J-E-S-S-E-M-O-F-F-I-T-T. Or call 605-929-0964. Helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does while supplying high-quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident. Posh Boutique at The Bridges at 57. Support the Dave Holly Hour in a very easy way. Buy Dave a cup of coffee by clicking the cup in the lower left corner of www.davehollyhour.com. Welcome back, everybody. Sure enough, I'm going to say it right off the top, as I do with all the conversations anymore. It's always a pleasure to talk Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment, and it's always a pleasure to have repeat guests, obviously, but it's even more of a pleasure to have new guests on. And that's the case once again. So you get two of them today in this show. <laughs> Joining us for the first time, Graham Wrightson from Sioux Falls Savoy Theater. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Glad yeah. to have you along, and it's nice. I, I appreciate that you reached out to me because I was getting ready to reach out to you. Oh, well, that's good. As I was starting to read stuff about it. Mutual so lines crossing, yes, I guess. and, and uh, you know, because I saw that the, there was some stuff going on at uh, Patrick Henry yep. and, and about uh, Pirates of Penzance. Now that, well, you know. They're having a show, Pirates of Penzance. That seems like pretty heady stuff for that age crowd. Yeah, and well, like, exactly. Well, no, that's not the case. It's a new community theater that yep. has started up. And was mm-hmm. this your brainchild then? Yeah, it was. I mean, I, uh, I wanted to do a. Sh- I love being British. And I love Gilbert and Sullivan, obviously. Uh huh. Um, but coming here, there's so many opportunities for kids to do theater. You know, Premier Playhouse or Dapper or whatever it is. Um, and there's opportunities for adults to audition at, um, and if you get the part, you can go and do the show. But there's there wasn't anything where just without auditions, people could just go and learn how to do a show together. Families can do it together. If kids are nervous of auditioning or families don't want to pay to send kids to Dapper or the other um, summer activities, then uh, we can we offer a, a solution to that. Basically, I want to do a show with my kids. They haven't done it before. I wanted it to be the first one where we know we're going to be together to do it, like I did with my parents and they did with theirs. Um, and uh, saw an opportunity to also provide a venue for that so we only meet like once a week instead of the five days a week for five weeks, whatever the crazy schedule is to do shows, which is always difficult for parents of kids especially and, mm-hmm. and for families to do things together. You know, my kids do something pretty much every night just came from scouting with two of them <laughs> and dance and all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, so. Um, so the idea was just to create a, an open group where anyone's welcome, all ages, all experience levels from zero to, to Broadway star. You know, we'll teach you along the way as we go and just have fun together doing a show. Um, and Pirates of Penzance was the easiest one to do. I've done it a few times. It's fun. People tend to know it already. And my kids were excited to dress up as pirates and princesses and stuff. So it's like, 
what's not to like about it and the music is relatively straightforward compared with some of the other operas that you could do um, and you don't have to pay copyright to do it which is another advantage There's of starting a, a new, right uh, yeah. new community theater uh, so you said that uh, you know uh, being British obviously you enjoy this and and mm -hmm. so forth but um, what does it take then when you do start this and you're only going to have rehearsals uh, once a week until you get to your show and so forth? What kind of concentration does everybody have to have if we're not talking about, you know, the, the people that are typically in all of the shows in a, in a community theater? Yeah, well, we, I mean, we take everybody and we'll, uh, we teach the dancing and the acting and the singing and whoever's there. We'll get a part, probably. Uh, depends um, uh, how many people turn up in the end. We had eight last week, so we're hoping to build on that um, mm -hmm. in the coming weeks, uh, getting up to 15, maybe 20. Um, and uh, we, if you've experienced doing it, the, the lead roles are taxing, so they're good for people who haven't had the opportunity to do a lead role before, um, scared of auditions or don't audition very well, like myself. Um, so it's an opportunity to sort of test your acting and, and singing for that. And then there's people who haven't done it before. Um, the Gilbert and Sullivan choruses are always good to go in and you just sing and learn to sing amongst everybody else. That's um, where the families and the kids come in, where I sit you next to people who are more comfortable singing. And so you learn from being around people who are doing it next to you. So even if you don't read music or you, you know, worry that it's difficult music or whatever it is, um, you know, we start by just learning the music. There's no complications after that. Um, we just sit around the piano and all sing the songs and everybody sings everybody else's parts until everybody learns it. And then, uh, then we add in the, the acting and the blocking and then the choreography um, when we get to that point in the end. Um, so we're going for the whole year until April is probably when we're going to perform. So sort of this year until December, every week we're just doing the music and then we'll start the blocking and the dancing Okay, yeah, January. so this is uh, something that's a, a long-term project just for one show then, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, you know, every Thursday pretty much, and that way everybody gets to know everybody over that time frame too. There's no sort of forced rush to learn everybody super fast, and then you jump straight in, and within five weeks you're performing. When I was an undergrad at university, I once did a show in a week, so we turned up mm -hmm. on the Monday and rehearsed like six hours a day, five days in a row, and performed on the Friday and the Saturday. That was... The exact opposite of what we're doing here, you know, taking the longer time frame, um, but only once a week, so you don't have to um, worry about it, and you just sort of do it like you're doing dance rehearsal, dance class for the kids, or you know, football, I, or whatever it is. Right, I never thought of it that way, of, you know, just a, a once a week dance class and so forth, Yeah, and they, you know, come out and uh, have incredible productions. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's so it's it, basically it the is, same, but with the right. show, you know? Yeah, yeah. but uh, so how has the... Uh, you, you said you had uh, a handful or about eight uh, mm -hmm. at the at the first meeting, correct? Yeah. Um, but what of those eight? What's what's been the feedback that you've had? Yeah, they're excited to be there, and um, I did. I was on Dakota News Now um, promoting this too. Uh, a lot of people um, said this is a, a great idea. They've always wanted to do a show with their kids, but have never had the opportunity to do that. Um, some of the people who came last week, uh, we had one person who had always want an adult who'd always wanted to do a show but had been too nervous to audition and you know hadn't got any had never done one before but had always wanted to so they came along they don't have to worry about anything can just sit in the background and soak it all in 
we had another uh, mom who brought her son along um, saying her son wanted to do the theater, but he was too nervous to audition, hadn't mm -hmm. done it before, done a little bit in school, but not much. And she had done it before and always wanted to do it with him, same as me and my two kids. Um, and then we had uh, two people who are from the universities in town who are you know, really good singers and wanted to actually test themselves with some of the hard lead vocals in Pirates of Penzance. Yeah? And so they're, they're excited to sing the, the harder stuff. Um, which the chorus don't have to do, but if you, if they want to do the lead roles, then then you always get the the really soaring female vocals that you end up with singing "Poor Wandering One" and other cool songs in Pirates of Penzance. <laughs> What's the minimum number you can have to do this show? Um, well, we can do it with what we have now. Eight. Mm -hmm. um, we we wouldn't necessarily do the full show, but we do sort of selections from okay. it as a again just a way of learning how to do right. a production number or whatever it is, right? And we can. That way we can double cast and people can do um, the trios and the quartets and stuff and still do the, and then the, you know, the women can be pirates as well as being the <laughs> princesses and vice versa and stuff. Um, so there's no, you know, necessarily, as long as we get, we got the people that we have, we're going to run with it anyway. But an ideal number to do the full show would be sort of 15 to 20. Okay. Um, it's all, as you know, it's always tough to find men to come out and, and sing these parts. Yeah. Um, so if we don't, then we'll do some cross-casting and have women play all the different parts and have female pirates and stuff, you know, and female policemen, which you have anyway, so it doesn't really matter that way, and we can adjust the vocals accordingly. Um, so uh, 15 to 20 would be nice if we can get another 7 to 10 people, um, but we'll go ahead and, and do it anyway with what we have, and we'll figure it out from there. It's just a, a fun time once a week to get together and sing some fun songs basically all right opposite of that then what's the most you would have there is no upper or you're, you're I because did. because of this being set up the way that it is yeah the more come the more come all yeah exactly i've i've done pirates of penzance and gilwin sullivan's many times the most i ever did it with was 55 so we had 20 um, chorus women, 20 chorus men, and then your eight leads. Your principals. Yeah. And then, um, then a few others hanging on to. Um, so that was a full stage, that's for sure. We didn't, the choreography was much tighter because you couldn't really fit 50 people on the stage and do all mm -hmm. these fancy elaborate dancing. Um, and then the, the smallest I've done, um, Pirates, was probably 20, but some of the other GNS shows you can get away with sort of 10 to 15 people. Yeah. Um, uh, I've done it once where you only have one person on each part so your eight part harmony is literally eight chorus <laughs> members and then you have your six leads so you get your 15 people that way um, but you can do it with less if you cut out some of the harmonies and the audience won't know unless they're experts in it or you know have memorized all the harmonies like me then they're not going to notice when some are missing so um, so it's easier to, to shorten it down that's the fun thing about Pirates and as I said the way the show works Generally, the first few scene, first scene is pirates. Then they disappear, and you get just the the women, and then they only come on for a couple of songs together. And then Act Two is women, and then men and stuff. So you could get away with everybody doing all the different parts, and then everybody's on stage all the time, which is always was always my issue doing theater that you'd be in the chorus and you'd do like a song, and then you'd disappear for like right. an hour, and then you'd come back on again at the end, and it's very boring. <laughs> GNS is nice that the chorus are on all the time you're always doing stuff and some of the best songs are in for the chorus unlike other shows where the best songs are always done for the leads and the chorus get whatever song is left you know it's like 
I always choose shows to do where the chorus or the ensemble have cool stuff to sing and act in and dance, not just the lead roles, you know? What about uh, production staff, tech, and so forth? Right uh, now it's art, just it's me just and the you doing piano whatever? player. Okay. Um, so I've music directed and directed before, so I'm doing that again. And then right. um, uh, I've been organizing everything myself. Uh, so if people want to come on board and do some stage managing or... Um, I definitely need a choreographer because I'm definitely not a choreographer myself, but I can figure it out if I have to. Um, so right now it's a one-person show, but um, if people want to come and help, the more the merrier. I'm open to any any and all comers. It's That's the idea of this is an open, welcoming theater, basically. Well, you know, that's what I love about it because, you know, sometimes you hear that there's not enough opportunities for people, especially kids, to learn about the tech side of it and mm -hmm. so forth. So, you know, whoever shows up, wants to do whatever, they can say, do it. welcome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My son, for example, who's eight, he already wants to do the follow spot, right? And then <laughs> he hasn't quite figured out that he can't be in some of the numbers if he's doing the follow spot right. for those numbers. So yeah. he'll figure that out. But yeah, he wants to do the lighting stuff already, which I had no idea he was interested in that until we got in the theater to do it. So yeah, whatever, if anybody wants to learn how to do stage managing or call a show or learn wants to design some lights or sound or whatever it is we'll all everything that goes into a show we can put together right now it's done on basic level because it's just me and you know mm -hmm. we don't have a budget yet because we haven't performed as such or sold any tickets um so we're uh, but we're open to everything basically it's it'll be whatever people come we'll into it whatever they want to put into it and we'll end up with a pro fun product at the end that will entertain people for sure what got you into gilbert and sullivan what got me into it yeah um well my growing up in britain like everybody does gilbert and sullivan your local <laughs> community theaters are just like uh, in, in, in plays in the u.s everybody does neil simon yeah, yeah exactly so um so there's local groups do them all the time i so I was doing other musicals with our local operetta society alongside my mum. But in Britain, we grew up with pantomimes, which is the other, like the Christmas crazy farce, everything thrown in together in an amazing creation of shows. Um, so I first started doing those with my mum and my dad was the dame and we were doing, it was just like a family thing in our church. Every church would do a, a Christmas pantomime. Uh, and then the opera societies, once you get older and you get more comfortable singing, you go in to do those and they have all the, you know, your standard shows, Annie and Oliver and all your other musical theater ones. And then they do some Gilbert and Sullivan thrown in as well. And there are some societies that just do Gilbert and Sullivan. So when I went to my undergrad at Cambridge, I joined the Gilbert and Sullivan Society and we did sort of four Gilbert and Sullivan shows a year. We had a charity sing-through where we sang all 13 operas in a row for 24 <laughs> hours without stopping. Um, we did a performance at the Minac Theatre in Cornwall, which is a big open-air theatre where Gilbert and Sullivan used to perform 100 years ago. Um, so you perform literally on the edge of a cliff in an open-air theatre doing Gilbert and Sullivan. So they did summer um, performances down there. Um, so then I got into it in university and then carried on um, after that. Wherever I went, I would find a Gilbert and Sullivan show. And then I did grad school in Canada. Um, and they randomly, the city I went to had a Gilbert and Sullivan Society too. So I did shows with them every year too and joined their board because of my love of Gilbert and Sullivan. And um, that's where I did some directing and music directing and staff of their 
of their shows. No, I just, wherever I go, I just fell in love with the music of Gilbert and Sullivan. The fact that there's 13 and they're all, you know, they're funny shows to do, but they're also testing your vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you, you do some, your fun dancing. And the, as a character actor, I view myself as being, there's some amazing characters that they that Gilbert put in the shows. You know, the Major General, everybody knows from Pirates of Penzance with the crazy patter songs or even the pirate king famously done by you know kevin klein in his tony winning performance of this crazy version of the pirate of the pirate king so there's just so many good roles that you can get and as a bass baritone young bass baritone most modern american musical theater the, the young leads are always tenors right. and i could never sing them whereas in gilwin sullivan you get a lot of younger leads who have baritone bass parts so i gravitated towards that as a performer for roles that i could actually sing rather than trying to fake my way through you know miss saigon or les mis or something you know or phantom of the opera you know um so i was drawn to it from culturally but also from the opportunities and then i just enjoyed the the music and the and the plays themselves to some degree too so this model that you have where you're going to take anybody at all uh, and uh, all ages, mm-hmm. you're going to have to do some instructing uh, and teaching yep. of a lot of things mm-hmm. at a lot of different levels. Yep. What's the What's the part you're most comfortable in teaching to everybody? Um, well, I started out as a music director rather than a director. Um, so, uh, and I won an award for doing pirates in Canada. Um, by because we took everybody for the chorus and from the beginning when we had people who couldn't really hold their tune in their auditions and you know were a little tough we needed people so I was like we'll just take everybody and then we'll get them through it and then by the end all the harmonies were great and the diction was great so I'm most comfortable in getting people who think they can't sing or claim they can't sing Mm -hmm. to singing by sitting them next to people who can and utilizing the cast's abilities to help everybody else right it's a communal thing it shouldn't just be on the directors and the choreographer and the production team to tell people what to do like i'm i'm all for like a communal ensemble event of of helping everybody else so the better singers and the better actors that we have i will encourage to pass off their knowledge and their expertise to the others like these two ladies who are are obviously very good singers i'll sit the new singers next to them so they'll learn the harmonies by being around them um and uh the better singers will hopefully revel in the responsibility to help out the others um uh so musically that's great uh and then acting wise i was fortunate to work with a lot of teaching directors in community theater in canada um where i picked up all this stuff from doing so many shows Um, but I witnessed the director sort of take the moment to explain how you stand at an angle and how you, you know, don't block each other Mm -hmm. and you cheat out so you're not talking across each other. So a lot of those things that I learned um, from having my own kids, I uh, were, and my mother was a drama teacher, well, drama wrote her own plays and and directed them um, for schools too as a school teacher. So I learned there sort of how to, help people who are beginning know basic stagecraft you know i'm not gonna deal with all the fancy elaborate stuff that that you do when you go to university level or whatever um you know it's very much what do we 
if you haven't done it before, I'll help you get comfortable on stage, know how to stand so that you're not covering sight lines and how to cheat to the audience and all your basic sort of how to be on stage, projection, diction, all that sort of stuff. Um, uh, emoting and I always had to, I had to learn how not to use my hands I'm doing it now when I'm talking to you <laughs> well that's just, um, just as audio so don't worry <laughs> yeah exactly so um, so I learned on the job how to do a lot of those things and I'll just impart that knowledge too and I've been doing it to my own kids to some degree helping them with teaching and speaking and all that sort of stuff so we'll uh, we'll carry on from there so yeah if, if you haven't wanted to do one but are worried that you don't know how to sing or don't know how to dance i mean i'm a terrible dancer myself but i enjoy the opportunity to do it and improve um and and acting you know you can learn the best way to learn is to actually do it that's True. what i always think for these things so you know we're not throwing you into the deep end where you have three weeks to learn it and then we go you know you have a lot of time yes we meet once a week but you can practice yourself at home so that by the time you come, you've learned the songs yourself or you can practice the dancing yourself or acting, whatever it is. Um, so there's enough time of the rehearsal process that everybody can get comfortable before we then get in the stage in front of the audience. Um, but that's something you have to learn to do too, you know, perform in front of people and how that works. And having done over 50 shows myself, either in band or production team or acting, um, you know, there's tips that I can share um, for that stuff too. Um, so it's there's opportunities for everyone. But at this point, uh, if you're once a week, and it's going to be springtime probably before you... Uh, yeah, in April a, probably is when we're going to perform. April yeah. is when you're projecting. Okay. <coughs> what do you project for the future beyond that then? Well, the plan is to just do one every year during okay. the school year. So um, after April, we'll stop, and then we'll start up again next September with probably a different show maybe hms pinafore or the mikado or gondoliers or there's i mean there's 13 shows so if we're doing yeah. them all it would take us 13 years to get through them <laughs> <coughs> well certainly it's Sorry. going to be uh, interesting to to see the process take place i wish you the best mm -hmm. uh and uh, i'm looking forward to seeing the show myself once we yeah. get to that point and uh, you know because i right now with everything that you've been talking about you know kind of having some things to envision uh, how it might look, but then, you know, at this point, you've only got about to eight people. What's yeah. going to happen if you, you know, have 20 at the end of this week and so forth? Yeah. And it just continues to grow. So I, mm -hmm. I love the concept of it. And uh, that's one of the things that's been so nice about what's happened to community theater in this area is uh, that there are more opportunities. There are other things that are coming along with new concepts. You know, we just had uh, the Premier Playhouse is going to have their uh, premiere premieres mm -hmm. for some one-act plays yeah. that uh, mm -hmm. were involved in a, a contest. And uh, so there's more things coming. And yeah. uh, so I, I'm glad that uh, you have something that is different than mm -hmm. what everybody else is doing. And I, I, um, I wish you the best and hope that the people will support it the way that they support other things. Uh, I'm assuming that as long as there's kids and grandkids and things that you know kind of gives you an automatic audience usually yeah <laughs> yeah exactly all yeah. right uh so again you meet thursday nights at uh, uh, what time yeah six thirty till 9 at patrick henry okay um every thursday uh evening although october 6th we won't be at patrick henry but if you come this week then you can add the email list or contact us on facebook or through our website sufalsavoy.com and then um we can fill you in on where we're meeting October 6th. Patrick Henry was booked for 
parent-teacher stuff, so ah. we had to no, move that day. Um, but yeah, we're starting singing this week, so <laughs> we're starting to learn the music. Um, we watched the the movie last week and sort of got to know everybody, mm -hmm. and then uh, we're going to dive into stuff this week, and then we'll just pick up people as we go along. I've already heard from some people who will join us in November once their other Thursday night commitments mm. end. So yeah. if you have other things going on this semester but want to come in January, you know, the more the merrier. Um, it's a it's a longer process of learning, so if we have to catch you up when you come later, that works too. You know, we're open to anybody and everybody. Um, uh, now that people know about it, hopefully more people will find right reasons to come on a Thursday <laughs> and, and do these things. So yeah, Patrick Henry, six thirty till nine. Um, we probably won't go to nine most days. So if you're worried about kids getting to bed, like mm. my wife was when I started this, it's like the, you know we can. If people need to leave earlier, that's okay too. And if you need to come a little later, that's okay too. Um, we'll just, whoever's there, for however long people are there for, we'll start learning some songs and, and everything else that goes with that afterwards. All right. So as we uh, kind of close up here, uh, when you're not part of the entertainment and arts scene, what do you like to be entertained by? Um, well, I'm a professor of ancient medieval history at SDSU. Ancient medieval history. Yeah, ancient and medieval Ooh. history. Yeah. So I specialize in Alexander the Great. Um, so when I'm not doing this, I'm writing books. I have uh, six books out right now. Um, I'm finishing another one in December and then another two next year. So <clears throat> that um, in between teaching my classes every semester and, uh, and writing, um, that's basically most of what I do uh, but theatre has always been a passion and then I love squash if there are any squash players out there who are in need of another regular partner at the one squash court in Sanford I was just going to say I didn't Falls. even know we had a squash yeah court. I moved to Sioux Falls so I could play squash pretty much because <laughs> Brookings doesn't have one where SDSU is so um, so I'm always open to more squash players All uh, right. people who want to learn um, yeah or ancient history if you want to talk to me about Alexander the Great um, I have my Amazon books on Amazon. You can find them on there. Okay. Uh, well, spell your name for them then. Yeah, G R A H A M W R I G H T S O N. That's there we me. go. You can find me on uh, the Department of well, School of American and Global Studies at SDSU too. Is my my website, um, and then Savoy dot com is the theater website. Um, so it explains stuff on there too. You're busy. I'm busy. Yeah, I prefer that to be busy. Are. Otherwise, I'd just be watching TV all the time. You know, you know? that's it's what nice I was to get out and do stuff. Busy always beats boredom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, busy beats boredom. It. Yeah. All right. Graham Wrightson, sure. thank you so much. Appreciate your time and uh, best luck to you with Sioux Falls Savoy. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. And we'll be back to wrap up the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Dr. Perry Langston and Dr. Corey Tooney know excellence is in you. That's why they provide you with excellent care at Exo Chiropractic, improving your overall health in spirit, body, mind, and will. Get results the natural way. Arrange a consultation, 605-332-9235 or exochiros.com. Excellent care for excellent people. Exo Chiropractic, located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls. Ladies, when it's time to give your nails some love, get that extra special treatment from Quality Nails on South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls. Manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic. Zaya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, it's okay to treat yourself too. 
Quality Nails. Call for an appointment, 605-334-1463. From the Dipsy Doodle Studios at the world headquarters of Big D Entertainment, a 40-square-foot home studio in the middle of America, it's Dave Holly. Thanks once again to my great guests, Zon Tran and Graham Wrightson. Thanks to the man that put the R&R wine bar, Ricardo Terabelsi. Both of this week's conversations were recorded there. But most of all, thank you for your interest in Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. If you haven't done so so far, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Don't forget, Facebook and Instagram, if you follow us there, you're automatically entered for that Pizza with a Podcaster contest. And by the way, all 149 episodes are online at DaveHollyHour.com. That's right. Next week, episode 150. And the following week, we will have our third anniversary of the Dave Holly Hour podcast. Couldn't have done it without all the wonderful people that uh, are willing to be on the show. And especially could not have done it without you. Thank you so much. As Arts South Dakota says, home is where the art is. As I say, put some art in your heart. Remember, I'm Dave Holly, and for me, every day is a holiday. The Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by Posh Boutique, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Ale Hop Brewery Tours, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, simply buy Dave a cup of coffee. Go to DaveHollyHour.com and look for a coffee cup icon in the lower left. Don't forget to stay up to date on the show on Twitter and Instagram. Follow the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook and you'll be automatically entered in our Pizza with a Podcaster contest. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment. Thanks for listening. 